0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In God's presence, hallelujah. So I welcome everybody to the month of June, and I welcome you to this mid-year series. We call it Total Life Transformation. And my heart's prayer is that your life will be totally turned around to the place that God wants it to be in the name of Jesus. Everything that is not of God that is in your life right now, I pray that this season, it shall be uprooted in the name of Jesus. And everything that God wants to be seen in your life. That God wants the fruit to be coming forth in your life. Those things will be planted and they'll be bringing forth fruit in your life from this season going forward. In the name of Jesus. You will grow from strength to strength in Jesus' name. You will go from glory to glory in Jesus' name. Your path will shine brighter and brighter in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This is how God designed for us to have Christianity that we are changing, changing for the better, hallelujah, for the better, and that's what we want to experience over the next three months, we want to stay on this for the month of June, for the month of July, and the month of August. And we are having some very, very heavy special meetings in the church and in the ministry this season. Um, we are having the women's conference coming up at the end of June. Can all the women in the house shout a loud hallelujah. hallelujah? We are having our uh, media seven days of glory come up in the first week of July. Can everybody shout a loud amen. amen? And in the month of August in Chicago, We'll be having our main conference of the year, Summer Blast, where our fathers in the faith come and speak over us again. Praise God. And I believe all these things are to bring us into a place where we can truly be transformed. Transformed into what? The fullness of the image and the likeness of Christ. That's what God has designed for you. That you will stand beside Jesus, and we won't be able to tell the difference. We won't be able to tell the difference in wisdom. Hallelujah. We won't be able to tell the difference in power. Glory be to God. We won't be able to tell the difference in the anointing, the grace of God upon your life, the favor of God at work in your life. Glory be to God. Now, again, again, high standard, high standard, very high standard, Pastor. You mean I'm supposed to be exactly like Jesus? Yes. That's what the book says. As he is, so are you and I in this world. This is not even about heaven. Said, as he is, so are we in this world. Very high standard, very high goal. And if you are not careful, you will fall into this mode, ah, that can never happen for me. It can. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. It is supposed to happen for you. Can I hear a loud Amen. And the way you get there is you just start getting better and better and better. That should be the way you live your Christian life. Your path shining brighter and brighter. When when you realize that the end or the goal or the optimum that God has for you is to be exactly like Jesus in every area of your life. You will will just have this thing. this, This is what's happening with me. I'm just... I just don't want to remain the way I am. Glory be to God. I don't want my ministry to remain the way I am, the way it is. I don't want the church to remain the way it is. I just want that next level that God has promised for me. Until we arrive at the fullness of the image of the statue of Christ. Praise God. Ah, that hallelujah doesn't sound excited. That's where we are going. Now, for that to happen, you see, I I like to distinguish between transformation and change this way. Transformation is like radical change. It's like explosive change. It's a change that, you see, there's a way you can change. We can still recognize the way you were before, or who you were before. But there's a way you can change that to know the difference, it will take a lot of digging into and looking closer into. Hallelujah. And, and many times, even though this is also true of change, transformation begins from within. It begins from within. I'm laying foundation, yet I've not started teaching. Please just stay with me. Okay, I've started teaching, but I've not started getting into my text. <laughs> begins from within. Many times we are too bogged down and focused on the things we want to see outside. We are not taking time to deal with the issues within. And Jesus can help us with that. Praise God. So I want to challenge everyone in this church to personally, individually make it your goal over the next three months to know Jesus better for yourself. to know him more intimately for yourself. Let him begin to do a work in you that will now produce fruit outside of you. That's the only kind of change and transformation that will last. Can I hear loud amen? Yeah. Make up your mind that you are not going to remain the same from the inside some things about you will change for good this season by the power of God. Make up your mind that you are not going to remain on the same level you are. You are going to make certain commitments. You are going to stick to those commitments. You are going to press to it and allow God do a work in you that will bring out the riches that Christ has hidden in you that we have not seen up until now. That's what we want. Praise God. Pray with me this morning. Father, send us your word. Well, I didn't ask you to repeat I didn't want you to repeat the prayer. I just want you to just connect your heart with me in prayer. So don't, you don't have to repeat the prayer. Lord, as we go into this um, brief teaching this morning, this exhortation, to, to get us ready for what you have set for us, we ask, oh Lord, that you will illuminate our hearts and our minds. You know us individually. And you know us collectively. And you know the next steps for each and every one of us. Speak your word afresh to us today, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's start from this text. Ezekiel chapter 36. Hallelujah. Today is also communion Sunday. And we'll be partaking of the body and the blood of Jesus together as one family. Ezekiel chapter 36, um, verse 10. I will multiply men upon you. This is God speaking to the nation of Israel. Um, Again, when you study the prophets, you, you need to study it in context. They had gone into exile, they had gone into captivity, they had lost everything because of their disobedience to God. And um, their time of captivity was now over and God was now raising prophets to tell them what he's about to do in their lives. Can you help me look at your neighbor and tell him how God is about to do some amazing things in your life? Look at your neighbor and say God is about to bring increase into your life. God is about to bring elevation into your life in the name of Jesus. And for the most part, that's what this, this portion of the Bible is all about. So, this is one of the prophecies God gave Ezekiel about them. Speaking to the nation, it had become desolate, it had become ruined, everything had been lost. But God now brought a prophecy to them. In their midnight hour, when it looked most impossible, in their darkest moments, God said, I will multiply men upon you. A lot of them had been killed before that time. All the house of Israel... Somebody said, that includes me. And if you didn't get that, he said again, all of it. Praise God. And the cities shall be inhabited. The ruins shall be rebuilt. I will multiply upon you men and beasts. And they shall increase and bear young. And I will make you inhabited. Talking to the land now. I will make you inhabited as in former times. And do better, glory be to God, for you than at your beginning. Hallelujah. I will do better for you than at your beginning. I prophesy over someone here, as we come to the end of the first half of the year, and we prepare to begin the second half of the year, God will do better for you than at your beginnings. In the name of Jesus. It's a word of prophecy. It's a word of prophecy. Sometimes it comes when it looks most unlikely. I will do better for you than at your beginnings. And this is really my emphasis. He now said this. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. I think we have a problem in the church today. When God said, um, speaking this teaching series into my heart and what he wants to do for us individually and collectively, I think we have a problem. And I want you to again to examine yourself and deal with yourself as God speaks to us so that you can just come on the same frequency um, with the spirit of God and what God is saying to the church. I think we are getting lost in many things. And I'm talking about the body of Christ generally, including our church. We live in a very busy generation. Very busy generation. Get up very early in the morning for those of us that work, come back late at night. Those of us that run our businesses, going here and there, trying to do our businesses busy with running the family, those of us that have children, particularly younger children. Oh, those of us in ministry, serving the Lord, busy with serving God. And there is nothing wrong with these things in themselves. Nothing wrong with you having a job. Nothing wrong with you having a family. Nothing definitely wrong with you serving God in the ministry. Nothing wrong with you having a business. But you begin to run into a problem when you fail to realize... Please listen to me very carefully. I just want to lay foundation this morning. And most likely, if you don't get what I'm trying to say here, everything else we're going to be doing, you may not really key to it. You may not really key to it. You may not even see the need of what we are talking about. If you are not careful in the busyness of everything you are doing, you can forget that it's all about Jesus. Even in church... You can get so busy, Pastor T, in preparing the sermon, in trying to get the church right, trying to get the leaders to do what they're supposed to do, trying to get the members to do what they're supposed to do, trying to get everything to work well in church and lead people, and you forget that it's all about Jesus. That business you have, it's because of God. God gave it to you. So that you can know him. Stay with me very carefully. That marriage you have. That family you have. Those children you have. God gave them to you. So that you can know him. The career you have. The ministry you have. Whatever it is that you have in your life right now. God brought it into your life. So that you can know him. To point you to him. Let me shock some of you. The things you don't have. The vacuum in your life. Ah, pastor, I've had this symptom of sickness and it has been there for a while. Let me tell you something powerful, child of God. God is allowing that thing to go on. I hope you know that God can heal you just like that. Talk to me, somebody. So why hasn't he done it? Many times, God allows us to go through, we, we call them wilderness experiences. Please hear me and hear me very well. Where it looks as if God is not showing up. God is not doing what he has promised you to do. And you are believing, you no. Know, when those kind of things happens, God allows them to happen so that you can know him. If you are in a situation of lack, I mean, God, God spoke to us. God was minding me about this yesterday. I will fix everybody's financial challenges. I can afford it. I am their father. I am their shepherd. Nobody should be hungry. Nobody should not be able to pay their rent. Nobody should be naked. When you are having seasons that is as if God is not providing, God is not manifesting himself like he has revealed, God allows it so that you can know him. So that everything in life, it's about him. God told these people, this captivity you went through, and this time of difficulty, and I'm going to restore you, but I'm doing everything so that you can know me. At the end of the day, it's all about him. If you miss that, you have missed everything. Let me say to you, if you get the job, or you keep the job and you rise and you become the number one person in that job and you miss Jesus. You have lost everything. If you marry the guy or the girl, you have the family, you raise the children, and you miss Jesus. You have lost everything. If you have the healing and the health, and you can stand before the church and boast and declare boasting God. Oh. I have not been sick in twenty-five years, and you forget that that testimony, that miracle, that blessing that God gave you is all about Jesus, and you miss just—you have missed everything. At the end of the day, the healing is relevant if Jesus is not there. The money is useless. The husband, particularly in the light of eternity, it is useless or it's a waste if Jesus is not there. Praise God. Let's flip it again. If you go through that ordeal, that wilderness ordeal, no money, struggling financially for years, and in that place, that wilderness, you don't know Jesus. That's been a waste. That suffering you went through was a waste. Oh, praise God. You go through that ordeal with sickness and challenging your health, and through that whole thing, you are not drawn nearer to Jesus. You don't experience him like these people if that God at the end of the God say, when i bring back so that you can know that i'm the lord and you will see that all through scriptures praise the lord you will see that all through scriptures i'm just laying foundation this morning so whatever phase you are at in life whatever you are going through you must somehow by the grace of god and the help of god maintain this strong mindset that at the end of the day, it's all about me knowing God. That's what helped Job. That's what helped Job. That's what helped people like Joseph through the ordeals they went through. That's what helped men like David. That's what helps every Christian, even 2018 Christians, is whatever it is I'm going through, in good or bad, In surplus or in plenty, if I can maintain my focus, maintain my gaze on who? And this is the problem I think we have in church now. We have made it about the money. We have made it about the marriage. We have made it about the way we dress. We have made it about the finesse, the panache. And I think from time to time, God needs to arrest us individually and collectively. I don't mind you having money. I don't mind you dressing nice. I don't mind you losing, um, looking good. I don't mind you having children. I don't mind you having family. But please don't lose sight of me. Glory be to God. Are you with me this morning? John chapter 12. John, the 12th chapter. Something amazing happened. In John chapter 11, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Hallelujah. Before we go to John chapter chapter 12, let let, let me say this to to you. How, How do we know him? Number one, we know him in the place of prayer. We know him in the place of prayer this is very straightforward for those of us that are going through difficult times you're in that place you're going through that wilderness you have prayed and prayed or you've believed and believed for healing please don't stop praying please don't stop praying in fact listen to me look at me everybody very carefully please i, I i'm i'm just laying foundation here but these things i'm saying are so important don't make the prayer about the healing. Make the prayer about Jesus. Hallelujah. Make, make the prayer about Jesus. You're, you're having challenges financially, paying the bills, coming into that place where God has spoken over us that I will fix all your financial challenges. Don't, don't make it about the money. Make it about Jesus. Let your pursuit, I, I remind them every time when we come for pursuit here, well, every now and then, Our pursuit is not the breakthrough we want. See, if we fall into it, it's a very fine line. If we fall into that lane, where because of the challenges and the difficulties that are pressing against us, oh, and we have them a lot in this generation, and we have them a lot in this country, all manner of pressure, Jesus called them the cares of this world. If we make our pursuit those things, we will miss everything at the end of the day. But that will not be our story in Jesus' name. In believing God for what we want to have, let's make Jesus the pursuit. We know him in the place of prayer. Or he reveals himself to us in the place of prayer. We know him through his word. So whether we are on a high place or we are going through a low place, whether we are swimming in prosperity or we are going through a dry and desert experience, stay in the word. Church, stay in the word. This is something God has been dealing with me about in several weeks. It's amazing how many church-attending people are not word people. um, In fact, it's disturbing. How are we going to know Him without His word? And when we don't know Him, or when our pursuit is not to know Him, we are now making our pursuit about all these things. These things are distractions, so they are not the real deal. The real deal is Jesus. That's our problem in this generation. We've made this Christianity thing about things, about the prayer points. About this month being the best month of our life, and there's in itself, there's nothing, and we're not going to stop saying it. May this month be the best month of your life. We are not going to stop saying that. But as we pursue and believe to experience that, please let's make it about Jesus. We know Him in the place of His Word, we know Him, check this out, we know Him in the place of obedience to His commandments. The place of obedience to his commandments. What has God told us to do? What are we doing about doing what God has told us to do? How well are we making progress in accomplishing and achieving what Jesus, what God has told us to do? It's that journey. That's how we know Jesus, experience Jesus. And see the fullness of what he has in store manifested in our lives. Number four, finally we know him like you told them in that text I just read. We know him when he manifests his prophecies and his promises in our lives. Glory be to God. That's what he told them. I'm going to bring you back out of this land of captivity. I'm going to bring prosperity back into your land. There will be men like never before. I will multiply men. I will multiply cattle. You will prosper. Your businesses will explode. Then you will know me. Hallelujah. And listen to me, church. The place of prayer, the place of his word, the place of fulfilling his purpose all bring us into the fulfillment of these promises and prophecies in our lives. Hallelujah. Are you with me? John chapter 12. So Jesus had just raised Lazarus. And verse 20. It was a major, major miracle. When he did that miracle, his fame just went abroad to another level. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came to worship at the feast. Please watch this very carefully. There's a big lesson here. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, please watch this, Sir, we wish to have our dead raised from the dead. Sir, we wish for Jesus to multiply five loaves and two fishes for us. Sir, we wish for Jesus to come down and heal us, like he healed Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood. Are you with me in verse 21? What what did they say? Sir? Hallelujah. Amazing request. Amazing request. They didn't make it about the raising from the dead. It was the miracle of the raising of the dead that drew them. But they didn't make it about the raising of the dead. They could have. Like many of us this morning, that's what we are doing. God raised my business. That's what it's about. Whether you know Jesus any better, quite honestly, again, I'm not trying to put it. I'm just telling you the problem we have in church. Whether you grow in your knowledge of Jesus, it doesn't matter to you whether you learn one thing or it is it's not your priorities that this business must explode there is nothing wrong with the business exploding i'm not putting that down are you with me this morning yes, but please have your priorities right that's what this next 3 months about have your priorities right have your priorities right your priorities being right may even it will help your business explode better can i hear a loud amen yes. sir we wish to know jesus to see jesus take us to jesus we've heard that he raised the dead we've heard that he can make people that have been believing god to get married find their spouses but we are not come and say sir give me my own spouse no we are saying god give me jesus reveal jesus to me reveal jesus you see if i know him he will bring my own spouse if I know him, he is the great physician, the balm of Gilead. He will heal my body. Uh, you see, this is the difference between hearing about him. The the, the, gospels, the the story was that people heard about him. As he did those miracles, they heard. He healed the woman with the issue of blood. In fact, they told us in, the, in that woman's story, Mark chapter 5, that she had heard about Jesus. Glory be to God like these greeks had about jesus raising lazarus from the dead but when they came they did not tell him come and raise my own dead come and heal my own body come and give me my own money and god said churches today including your church king's word they are full of people i just want the bread that i'm giving them want me to raise their dead bodies their sick bodies, their marriages. It's very quiet this morning, but I hope you are thinking about what I'm saying. I don't want anything to do about me. It's not me thereafter. after. This is not to condemn us. Because the interesting thing is, God wants your dead raised. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. God wants your bodies healed. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. God wants to feed you with five loaves and two fishes. He wants to provide for you. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Amen. But this is the key. The key is for you personally to know him. Pray this prayer with me. Holy Spirit that I will see Jesus lift your hands and pray the prayer Holy Spirit this season of my life let it not be about the car that I want let it not be about the breakthrough that I want oh somebody is not praying let it not be about the healing that I want let it not be about the marriage that I want let it not even be about the elevation that I want let it be about Jesus and only Jesus Open your mouth for one minute and talk to God about that. Reveal Jesus to me. Reveal Jesus to me. Sir, I would like to see Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want to understand Jesus. I want to comprehend Jesus. Let Let it be about Jesus. Let it be about Jesus. Let it be about Jesus. Come on, pray, pray, pray. One minute, let it be about Jesus. Let it not be about my job. Let it not be about my family. Let it not be about my finances. Let it not be about my healing and my health. Let it not be about any of these good things that I even know you want to give to me. Let it be about Jesus. Look at me. Let me come closer to where you are. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We do a lot of, and most churches do, amazing things in this church. We are changing some of them going forward. We're changing some of them. So some of you, when your resident pastors and your shepherds start addressing these things with you, please don't get angry. We are talking total life transformation. Hallelujah. When you make this paradigm shift, it's a shift. It's a major shift. When you make this shift, From making it about the things that Jesus gives you, to making it about Jesus, I guarantee you your life will change forever. Hallelujah. So we have people that we help transport into church. I remember when we started that thing. Pastor Neil was the senior pastor here then. In fact, when he said that, in that God told us, look, I don't want anybody not to be coming to church because they don't have money. That's when we stayed. We were not doing bus ministry in this church before. We were not transferring people to church before. We, we started it then. The, the, when we did the budget, particularly, I remember the first kind of, we didn't call it seven days of glory then, that we're going to have this meeting, I want everybody to come to church for seven days. When we did the budget then, I can't remember, just a couple of hundreds of thousands of naira, practically what we spend every week now. I was like, where is the money going to come from? Who is going to give? Yeah, we're going to get the money. But God spoke to his heart then. And we do that. We have people that come to church um, feeding and different things that we assist in church. And that's how some of them have come to church and probably stayed in church. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I started feeling a shift in my spirit. There are many people in this kind of categories that If you are not careful, it's about those things. The money church church gives you, the things church does for you, those things. It's like when Jesus fed them with the five loaves and two fishes, that he gave them bread and food. But we forget the part that one day he told them that labor not for the meat that perishes. Don't be coming because of the things I'm giving you. The Bible said that day many people left the church. By God's grace, we will study these things as we go on. Then the Bible said Jesus turned to the disciples and said, you too, will you go as well? I, I love what Peter said. This time Peter responded, well, He said, "Where are we going to go? You have the word of eternal life. Then I was through these words you are speaking. He said, I told you, you know him through his word. So God told me, make a shift. Continue to do your welfare programs. Continue to help people that can't transport themselves to church. Help them to church. But don't allow anybody to make it about those things. Because some people are making it about those things now. Church must always be about him. Mm -hmm. Church must... Everything we do. Church must... And we do to have this service, the work some people have done... There are those that slept overnight. There's those that have invested hours in cleaning the auditorium. When you go, they will clean the auditorium. There are those that came early to get all this communion ready. Some of you just strolling around this time. You don't know all the work some people have been doing. But it must never be about those things, those of you that are serving those things. It must not be about the labor you are doing, the sacrifice you are doing. I had a massive meeting with the pastors last week and some of the leaders we have to move the church forward all through this week as i was just waiting on god crossover and everything god told me it must not be about the things you are doing. you must do the things you are doing and what you said is correct you must do it better but it must always be about me it must always be about me don't make it about the things church gives you for those of you that are still at that level and we we stay doing those things, helping people. There are people we've helped in years past now. They bring millions of naira into church now. What would have happened if they had not come to church because they couldn't have 20 naira to transport themselves to church? But such people, when they came, praise God, they didn't make it about what they got from church. They keyed into what God was doing, and God transformed their life. The five loaves and two fishes, or what we give you out of the bread and the fish, you cannot transform your life, sir. There's no money I can give you that will transform your life. But I know a Jesus that can transform your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. And listen to me. If your life is not being transformed, my life has been transformed. Sir, so here coming to this church. That's why we have this series. That's why God spoke to my. I have this series every mid year. To fire people up again. I can transform lives. I can take the poorest person in the room. And make him the richest person in the church. I can take the sickest person in the house. And make him the greatest evangelist in his generation. Transform. But you need to make this shift. Can I hear loud? Amen? amen. Stop making life. About things. Watch what happened when Jesus had that request. Let me begin to close. This is amazing. There's something about picking up the signs of times and the season. Philip came, verse 22, and told Andrew. Andrew in turn and Philip told Jesus. Watch, and this is what we're going to study. The response of Jesus when he had that prayer. That request that the Gentiles were seeking him. And not the things. That request that they were seeking him. And not the miracles. That request that they were seeking him. And not the blessings and the breakthrough. That was what drove Jesus to the cross. When he had that. He knew it was time to go and die. Watch. Verse 23. Jesus answered them. The hour, hallelujah, has come, glory be to God, that the Son of Man should be glorified. When, listen to me, listen to me, how does that apply to you and I? When you make this shift, and look, all of us need opacity, you need it. This morning, God was telling me, I know you want to grow the church, and I know I've assigned you to grow the church, and this church will grow, can I hear a loud amen? I'm telling you, by the grace of God, as I'm the pastor, the church will grow and we have been growing and we will continue to grow. But don't make it about growing the church. Make it about me. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, the church will grow. Jesus will show you how the church will grow. Husband, if you keep your life, your family about Jesus, that family will be okay. The hour has come. And now begin to tell them things. All the things he taught them. We're going to study that from verse 24 to the end. He began to teach them. Began to teach them. About knowing him. That All, all those statements he made. That's what we're going to get into over the next few months. Each of them carries is loaded with revelation. From the first one to the last. Let me close this morning. What do we mean again when we say knowing Jesus? What do we mean? So we are saying we are going beyond what Jesus does for us. Stay with me, church. To experiencing Him, prioritizing Him over what He gives us. So when when I come to a church like this, it's the word that Jesus is speaking to me that matters the most, not the camera lights. Not the sister sitting next to me. Thank God for the fine sister sitting next to you. Not anything else. But Jesus. Hallelujah. And how he is revealing himself to me. Praise God. And one of the things to engage in, to know him, is to make him known to others. That, that's what happened here. This John chapter 12, that's what happened. To just make Jesus known. Make Jesus known. See Jesus, recognize who he is, his person, his, what is in his heart concerning you for now. Leave, leave what he will do for you. I guarantee you God is not going to fail you. Hallelujah. I guarantee you, Jesus will not watch you remain sick. He will not watch you remain broke. He will not watch you remain depressed. But when you make it about him, all that he has made available through his cross, through his death, through his sacrifice, enjoying it becomes natural. It becomes normal. Hallelujah. So who is Jesus to us today? Number one, I want to close. Jesus is a soul winner. Jesus is a soul winner. Revelations 14, go back there again. I shared that scripture with you two weeks. Who is Jesus today? Jesus is what? And watch this. When we make him known to the world around us, when we spread his fame, that's what that miracle of Lazarus did here. The, those people heard that there's somebody in Jerusalem that is raising the dead I mean that, that's strange that had not been done for a long time and they came and they were wise enough to ask and to seek and to look beyond what he did let's know him when we have him we can have everything he does can I hear a loud amen yes. who is he? he's a soul winner Revelations 14, from verse 14 to 16. I want us to read it together. Please put it on the screen. New King James Version, so we can all read the same thing. Revelations 14, 14. One, two, go. Then I looked, and behold... Yes, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand... Verse 15... And another angel came out, continue, read on with me, of the temple, crying. Thrust in your sickle and what? For the time has come for you to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. Stop there, stop there, stop there. I want to read that verse 15 to us again, the latter part. Thrust in your sickle. Hallelujah. Thrust in your sickle. This was the last commandment Jesus gave us before he left this world. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes will be saved. He that does not believe that is not baptized will be condemned. Baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I told you something. You know Jesus when you obey his commandments to you. And then John caught this glorious revelation. John saw Jesus. This is what we want to do for the next three minutes. Let let God reveal Jesus to us. And God revealed Jesus to him. What is Jesus doing? He is holding in his hand. This is what Jesus is doing in 2018. On the 3rd of June. This is Jesus. Jesus is not just healing. Thank God he heals. Jesus is not just providing for the needy. Thank God he provides for the needy. Jesus is not just blessing us with marriages, blessing us with children, blessing us now. Thank God he does all that. But at the heart of Jesus, the revelation of Jesus, knowing him, he is the one sitting on that cloud with a gold crown in his hand, on his head, with a sharp sickle in his hand. And he's reaping the harvest of the earth. You don't know that you don't know him. You don't know that you don't know him. You may know about him. But you don't know him. The angel said, Thrust your sickle and reap. The time has come for you to reap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The angel was telling Jesus, Jesus, your time has come to reap. That angel knew Jesus. God told me yesterday, I was praying for him, He said, Start saying that to me. Somebody lift your hands in this house and say, Jesus, Jesus. The, time has come the time has come for you, for you. to reap the, harvest, the harvest of the earth. Say what that angel said. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I, know I know you, I know what's in your heart. I know what you are doing right now. 2018. Mid-year. The time has come. For you. To reap. The harvest of the earth. And look at what Jesus did in verse 16. He who sat on the cloud. Thrust in his sickle. Hallelujah. On the earth. And the earth was reaped. We're going to learn many things about Jesus, but please, paramount, number one, that I want us to take, and this is what we're going to focus on in this church for the next three months, in this Knowing Jesus series. Jesus is reaping the harvest of souls on the earth. And when you make him known, hallelujah, when you make him known to the lost, to the unchurched, to the unsaved. Glory be to God. You will know him more. And you will experience him more. I believe with all my heart. I I, I don't even think I can teach this with the way I know it. If people can know Jesus in this capacity, you will know the healer Jesus. You will know the provider Jesus. You will know the way maker Jesus. You will know the restorer Jesus. Hallelujah. You will know the blessed Jesus. He is all those things as well, He is all those things as well. I'm not telling you Jesus doesn't heal. I'm not telling you Jesus doesn't provide. But I'm telling you number one, Jesus is a reaper of souls. In fact, John chapter 12, go back again. Look at the first thing Jesus told them. When he told them the time has come, and I'm closing, I need to close now. The time has come. He said, except a, wheat, a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, he abides alone. Glory be to God. But if he dies... He brings forth what? More truth. Now what was he talking about here? Yeah, we can apply that to prosperity and finances. It's true. But that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about I'm going to die. Hallelujah. So not only is Jesus, please catch this. I'm, I'm revealing Jesus to you. And I want you to know him. Many of us don't know him in this capacity. And I, 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 I know. I, I don't think I can teach it well and explain it well. I know he's hindering us experiencing him in all his other capacities. I don't know Jesus as a reaper. Not only is he the reaper, he said, Except the grain of wheat first, ground and die. In other words, I'm going to die. I am presently the only son of God. But I am going to die. And through my death, glory be to God, God is going to have many, many more sons. Those are the sons he's reaping that they told us in Revelation 14. So not only is Jesus the reaper of the harvest, Jesus is the seed of the harvest. And that seed is not going to die. And that seed will continue to produce fruit. Hallelujah. Can I tell you one more? We'll We'll go further on this the next time we'll continue in this teaching. One more. He's not only the reaper of the harvest, he's not only the seed of the harvest, number three is the sower. He said the sower sowed the word. And he said, the word is the seed. So he is the seed. Hallelujah. He is the one that has sown the seed. And now he is reaping the harvest of the seed he has sown. We cannot fail if we get on this road. I want to challenge everyone under the sound of my voice. Know Jesus. Know him as a soul winner. And join him. Do anything else you want to do. If you want to be a bank manager, be a bank manager. If you want to be a pastor, be a pastor. If you want to be a worship leader, be a worship leader. If you want to be a wife, be a wife. But bless God, don't be a pastor and you don't know Jesus as a soul winner. Don't be a businessman or business and you don't know Jesus as a soul winner. Don't be a wife and you don't know Jesus as a soul winner. Know Jesus. Know him as the reaper of the harvest. Every time you are inviting someone to church, you are praying for someone to come to church, you are bringing someone to church. Obviously, some of us have been doing that and doing that very well. Look how full churches today again this morning. But I would love all of us to be doing that. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Every time you are doing that, just see yourself. Just see Jesus. You see yourself walking beside Jesus. Jesus is the reaper of the harvest. I'm walking with him. I'm his co-laborer. I'm not a stranger. Too. I know Jesus. This is what Jesus is doing. Not only that, he is the seed. This harvest we are reaping. The original seed, except a grain of wheat falls to the ground. I am the original seed. I died for these people. I gave my life for these people. Of all the things Jesus is, he's the soul winner. Hallelujah. And also recognize that he's the sower. He's the farmer. Said, I'm the vine. My father is the husband man. This, this, this harvest will come. It will not be lost. And we will gather them. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsworth Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsworth Auditorium, Ital Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat-Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email? KMI Africa at kingsword.org telephone 234 810 000 000640